Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Got each other on our side, plus all the folks at Fried the Burnout Podcast with Kate Donovan. You're listening to Season 6 of Fried, the Burnout Podcast with your host, Kate Donovan. Fried exists to hashtag end burnout culture, to help listeners release any shame, blame, guilt, or judgment that you have about burning out, and to create spontaneous moments of healing through recognition of shared humanity with other people who have experienced burnout and lived to tell the tale. Fried and its associated Facebook group are free resources provided for you from our hearts. Our paid work includes keynote speaking and one-on-one coaching. You can find information about that at katedonovan.com. And now, here is this week's Healing Packed episode. Hey, Fried fam. Today, I'm going to start with a massive shout out to you. There have been some amazing emails coming in from the community, and as I sit back on the other side of this world and I watch you heal, I watch you use one-on-one coaching with me or Sarah, the group program that Sarah is running, or even just using the Facebook group in office hours to get through your burnout and get to the other side of burnout recovery. I see it happening, I'm watching it happen, and it makes me the happiest person on earth. I might cry. Um, When I started this, this was my biggest hope that we could change how people feel one, one person at a time. And when you tell me that this podcast was part of your recovery, I, a million things happen inside of me, gratitude and joy and I want you to just sit and think about how much power there is in this community and how much of the world can change because of the people that listen to this podcast and have dedicated themselves to healing, to not being burnt out anymore, to not participating in the world in that way. Right now, Fried is getting about 20,000 downloads a month. What do you think? Can you imagine? Can you picture the power? of 20,000 people healing from burnout. We all know that when we're burnt out, things sort of fall apart. We're not the best. We And that spills our not best self. Our anger and our frustration and our fatigue spills over into our relationships and our communities and our children and our jobs and everywhere. If that's true, we must also accept the fact that our healing spills over too. When we get our joy back, that spills over too. When we get our energy back, that spills over too. When we refuse to participate in burnout culture, that spills over too. So I just have been so emotional about you all lately. So I needed to take a moment to say thank you for choosing yourself, for being here. And for being part of this community. And um, I just I just want you to know how powerful that is. All right. So now I'm going to pull myself together <laughs> and talk about something that you have asked me for in the past. It was asked for about six months ago. And I've been avoiding it a little bit because I like to have protocols and clear answers for you where and when possible. And sometimes there is no 
completely correct answer. And so I hesitate because I don't want you to get stuck on anything that I say and think that it has to be the way that it goes. What we're going to be talking about today is burnout and exercise. Because people ask, well, how do I know when I can add exercise back in? I used to love it. I really would like to go for a run. I can't, I don't know what to do. And there's this constant question of like, what's the right thing to do while you're recovering? And the main answer is there's no real right thing to do while you're recovering. I'm going to scroll up for a second so I can see what I wrote. The protocol for burnout recovery in general is to really listen to your body, start listening to yourself, start start being able to interpret your body's messages, having a full-on conversation with you so that you know what you can do, where your energetic boundaries are, where your emotional boundaries are, et cetera, where your physical boundaries are. And the protocol around burnout for exercise is the same. This is going to be different depending on who you are as a person, how much you exercised earlier in your life, where you are in your burnout recovery journey, and how deep the depths of your burnout really were. But there are a few things that are absolutely true that we can talk about. The first thing that is absolutely true is that movement is always necessary. Resting does not mean just sitting on the couch, lying around, sitting down all day, every day. Sitting down all day, every day has been shown a million times over to be extremely detrimental to your health long term. So movement, some sort of movement is necessary. If the only thing you can do because you are in the depths and you can barely hold your head up is stand up once an hour for a minute when your Apple Watch is screaming at you like time to stand up, then do that if that's what you can do, right? And start there. But be sure to be doing some type of movement. Stillness leads to stagnation in Chinese medicine, and stagnation is never going to be the thing that helps you fully recover. Pride fam, I tell you in nearly every episode that step one of your burnout recovery is blood work. And I know that a lot of you avoid it because it's a pain and because your doctor has told you that everything is quote unquote fine. And they refuse to test all the things that you think you need. What if I told you that you could test what you want, when you want, from your home with just a couple of drops of blood? Cyfox Health allows you to do just that. You can buy tests as one-offs or join a membership. Either way, you can test and track your results to help you make decisions about your burnout recovery journey. Get 10% off any membership, subscription, or one-time test kit right now. Go to cyfoxhealth.com forward slash fried for your discount. That's S-I-P-H-O-X health.com forward slash fried. On the other hand, really intense exercise like high-intensity exercise routines and, you know, intense running, even intense yoga are not really a great idea. These can mess with your stress hormone levels and push you beyond where you have the energetic capability to go. So if you are somebody who always sort of did a boot camp type exercise for your burnout recovery, you're probably going to want to pull back from that 
a little bit or a lot. So I want you to be moving, but I don't want you to be moving too intensely, too quickly, or with too much intensity, which leaves us in this middle zone of slow but intentional movement. So walking through nature, if you have nature available, wonderful. If you don't, just being outside is great. So walking outside and doing it slowly and doing it intentionally slowly and not taking your phone with you is wonderful. If you can do it for 10 minutes, great. If you can do it for 20, great. The best time to do this, this is um, this idea of matching your energy with the energy of the day comes from the Huberman Lab podcast, is getting in touch with their circadian rhythms of day and night, etc. So Andrew Huberman says in a lot of the research he's come across, the best time to do this 10 or 20 minute walk is as close to sunrise as possible. That way you are starting the proper cascade of hormones in your body right from the get-go because the type of light that's available around sunrise is the light that your eyes have to, that there are cells in your eyes that hit this light hits, that react, that start your proper hormonal cascade for the day, which means your stress hormones will be doing the right thing, your fatigue, your adenosine, et cetera, will all be on the right sort of rhythm right? This means your melatonin won't peak too early, etc. So if you can, the only thing you can do is walk 10 minutes a day, then trying to get that 10 minutes either at sunlight or at sunrise will be really helpful. If you could do both, excellent. If walking is not your thing or your community is not safe to walk in or there's no sidewalks or whatever happens to be, then my suggestion is to do some type of energy building exercise. An energy building exercise, I say that, and I'm thinking about qigong, which means the cultivation of energy, which is um, a series of slow movements um, that's available online. I talked about this recently in another episode. You can find a ton of resources on YouTube for qigong. You can spell it Q-I-G-O-N-G or C-H-I-G-O-N-G. Either way, you'll find what you need. This is also like Tai Chi is a form of Qigong. So if there's some local Tai Chi classes that are available to you, these are often available at community centers for free or your your local library, your local YMCA, et cetera, often has either free or really low cost access to Tai Chi and Qigong classes. So I would look into that if I were you. That's a really good way to start moving because you are forced to be in motion, but it is slow it is intentional, and it is designed to help your body create energy. This is another way that you can tap into listening to your body, right? Which is, again, key tool for burnout recovery. Another option is yin yoga. If you go back to the episode that I did with Maggie Supernova, she talks about yin yoga in that episode. She is a yin yoga teacher. And I find yin yoga to be incredibly restorative, to be really helpful. And so these are some options that you can do, right? I just want you to be sure that you're doing something, that your body is not completely stagnant all day, every day. You're not going to rebuild your energy in that way. Now. As you recover, if you were an exerciser in the past, you're likely going to want to try out doing some things that you used to do. So if you were a runner, you're going to want to go out and run. And I get that. And my ask here is this. 
if you feel the need to push it with your exercise a little bit because you want to, pushing it with exercise when you're feeling strong is a good thing to do. That's a healthy thing to do. But when you're burnt out can be a little bit tricky because it overuses your energy and then you have like a crash or a fatigue after you exercise. So that's going to be your trial and error that you're going to have to play with within your own life. If you are exercising and say you're like, you know, it's time to start running again. And you say, well, I'm just going to go run a mile. It'll be quick. It'll be easy. And you run that mile and you find that afterwards you're really tired instead of energized. That means that it's too much still. Right. So maybe you're going to walk a mile instead, or maybe you're going to jog just half a mile and see how that feels. But you're going to have to push almost beyond what you're capable of to find out what you're capable of. So you're going to have to play with that a little bit within yourself to figure out what what you can do and what's possible for you. And so this is a, a little bit of a back and forth that you have to play with. And there is I don't believe any other way to do it unless you always keep it within what you know is possible for you and build up really slowly. But I find that unless people prove to themselves, especially the burnt out crowd, we are we tend to be overachievers. So unless you can prove to yourself that the harder thing is not really good for you right now, you're going to want to push to that harder thing. So push to the harder thing, check it out, see where you are and then roll back. Make sure you keep some sort of record of how you were feeling so that you can start to build up your energy again, try again, and compare how you felt the second time versus the first. So maybe you decided to go out and run a mile and you crashed after and you felt terrible. And then you spent the next month walking that same mile four times a week. And then you tried to do that mile once again and you realized that you did it and you were sort of okay. So then you started running a mile and walking another half mile. And then you build and you build and you build until you get back to a place where is that is really comfortable for you. If you are pushing your exercise and you're crashing, but you think you have the actual physical energy to do it and you're confused because you feel really good, but this exercise is not really working, I'm going to want you to check in on your fuel. So you might be missing some electrolytes. Magnesium is something that gets really depleted when you are heavily stressed. So you might be on a five-year magnesium deficiency without even knowing it. So look into high-quality electrolytes. The last time we talked about this, I mentioned the company LMNT. Um, I think it's just called Element, but it's L-M-N-T, the letters. and that's a, a good company that doesn't use sugar, that uses really good proportions for your body. So if you need to be using electrolytes and that's going to help your body kick in, you'd, you'd be amazed at what a difference that can make um, in the short and long term. So that's something you can look into. The other thing you'll want to look into is what you're eating and how you're eating. If your burnout is still so severe that you cannot control your food at all. You can't even think about controlling your food. Exercise is probably not your best move because in order to exercise efficiently and to use the energy well and for your body to get stuff out of it, you should have quality food. That doesn't mean you eat perfectly all day, every day, but it does mean that you have high quality protein sources, that you have healthy fats, that you have a decent amount of fiber, and that you are not avoiding high quality carbs. 
This is a mistake that I see really frequently in the burnout community. People try to lose weight that they gained during burnout through really low-carb diets, keto, etc. It does not work. You have to have good carbs. Your brain needs it to function. Exercise needs it to move. Do not allow yourself to avoid potatoes for the rest of your life. It's not a healthy way to do it. So I, again, I said this a couple of weeks ago, I'm not a nutritionist, but there are plenty of people out there that understand how these things work. So if you need some help and you're afraid to make changes in your diet because you're not sure what's correct, then go find some help. You can look towards Carolyn Brownie on Instagram, The Metabolism Makeover, and Isabel Smith Nutrition. Those are three people that I know and trust and love. So you can look into those and if uh, to help you through this piece. But if you are trying to recover from burnout, over-exercise, and be in a low-carb diet, you're just going to keep yourself stuck in a burnout recovery cycle. All right. The main takeaway message today is this. Keep moving any way that you can. Add more when you feel up for it. Scale back if it exhausts you. And check in with your fuel sources. I hope that this helps you take some time to get back into your body and realize that listening to what your body is telling you is the most critical factor in your recovery, whether it's about exercise or anything else. No one can tell you exactly what to do because no one knows exactly what you're capable of. Part of this whole process, the the bigger burnout recovery process, is really creating such a relationship with yourself that you trust your own decisions, even if it means you mess up sometimes. It's okay to mess up during your recovery and then say, oh, that was too much. I'll scale back. That's just normal. We all do that sometimes. You are still human. Okay, so be gentle with yourselves and use this, use exercise as a way to test yourself, to find out where your energetic boundaries are, to find out how much you can do physically and understand that the boundaries that you have will continuously change. So you'll have to continuously adjust now and probably forever. All right. That's all for today. Love you, Mucho. Thank you so much for being here. And if you love Fried and you want to hear your name shouted out on a podcast episode, what I want you to do is go over to Apple or Stitcher and leave a review for the podcast, screenshot your review, and send it to me at info at katedonovan.com. And I will choose somebody to read in the next hashtag straight from Kate episode on air. I'll say your name. I'll read your review. It'll be fun. All right. Until next time. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more Got each other on our side Plus all the folks at Fried The Burnout Podcast With Kate Donovan